This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the May 16, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Wow. Not long after this podcast started, we reported that it was heard in five continents and a number of countries, international in scope. In the last two days, we have added listeners from Scotland and Iran. Thank you. Please keep sharing as I would like this enterprise to grow. Quick hitters. Reports are Ukraine is attacking in the east and northeast with success. Mitch McConnell led a delegation to Ukraine. I like the steady show of support for Ukraine. Sweden and Finland announced clear intent to join NATO. A unanimous NATO vote is required and Turkey said they are not so sure. Is Putin whispering in Turkey's ear? McDonald's will exit Russia and try to sell their restaurants. Christopher Steele of the discredited Steele dossier fame reports his sources say Putin is seriously sick. I keep hearing that. Seems like it might be true, but also something we might spread. And the next Russian strongman may not be a treat either. I am so glad I am married to my wife and not to Amber Heard. Moving on. I have not been following the dollar exchange rate because I was having my own personal pity party relative to investments. This morning I checked and the euro exchange rate is $1.04 per euro. This is a stronger dollar than it has been in recent years. I'm sure Russia invading Ukraine had a lot to do with that, but probably also a bit of a positive referendum on the United States. There was a mass shooting in Buffalo, New York on Saturday with 10 dead so far. I like to let things settle for a few days before diving into these situations, but we'll say the following. It was at a grocery store in a predominantly black neighborhood with predominantly black victims and race and hate are reported to have been key factors. The alleged shooter is a young white male who had been evaluated in the past by the medical community due to concerns, allegedly what I've read. The day after the shooting, Rolling Stone had an article by Talia Levine titled, quote, The Buffalo Shooter Isn't a Lone Wolf, He's a Mainstream Republican, end quote. I think it is too soon for that crap. This is a horrific situation that we can all denounce and headlines and articles like the one linked right from the start try to drive us into our corners. I am late to the baby formula situation. When I skim the news and decide what to read, baby formula is not something that catches my eye. When it did, I wasn't sure the hook I would use to talk about it. Yeah, I could say this is one more example that the Biden administration sucks. But is it? In hindsight, we can all do better or jump on something quicker, but is this really a Biden administration problem? I don't think so. It certainly would have been a serious Trump administration problem if it happened two years ago, but that is because the media sucks. And I'm sure Fox News is now jumping on Biden over this subject. You listeners may know more on this subject than I, but I will try and for assistance will use the linked May 13th Wall Street Journal editorial. Why do we have a shortage? My guess is four reasons, and let's really emphasize the words allegedly in my thoughts. You know, the lawyers. First, food safety concerns that resulted in a recall and a shutdown of a major plant. Per the editorial, quote, four infants fell severely ill with a dangerous bacteria after ingesting its powdered formula, end quote. Elsewhere, I've read that two infants died. 
again, per the article, Abbott said, Abbott is the company with the plant, said that, quote, after a thorough review of all data, there is no evidence to link our formula to these infant illnesses, end quote. Lastly, the Wall Street Journal says the FDA CDC did not find additional cases of infant illness. Sounds like it is possible that the illnesses were not related to the formula. Bacteria was reported in non-food contact areas of the plant, though I don't know if it was the same bacteria. Let's pause for a moment. In this large country with huge numbers of people, our government and a major company aggressively investigated a problem that affected four infants because we care. The effect of that caring may be more endangered infants because of the formula shortage, but the intent was good. Second reason, baby formula production is concentrated in a few companies. Abbott represents 42% of the U.S. baby formula market. Add in three other companies and that is pretty much it. Why? Imports are limited because of a 17.5% tariff, blame Trump, and, quote, FDA labeling and ingredient requirements, end quote, from the Wall Street editorial. My guess is also that with volume comes economies of scale and lower costs. Here is an interesting tidbit. 57 to 68% of all formulas sold in the U.S. is via women, infants, and children for low-income mothers, WIC. And that is done by a state-by-state contract bidding process. An entire state awards the contract to one company, so large companies are going to win those bids. The editorial suggests the contracts are at below wholesale costs, and the companies do that because they get more store presence and will sell most of the non-WIC formula at higher prices. Here is the money quote, quote from the Wall Street Journal. America's baby formula shortage illustrates how bigger government can make big businesses bigger, thereby limiting competition and choice, end quote. Third reason, not so much in this article, but in others I read that supply chain issues are affecting deliveries of ingredients and packaging. Fourth, panic buying. If you finally find your formula, do you buy your normal amount or stock up? Hopefully the shuttered plant will reopen soon and this issue will wane. Before we discuss Ukraine, Putin, and Russia, let us start with a seemingly unrelated missive. In my admittedly low-level business career, I observe that companies always overpredict the benefits of a merger and discount the cost and time to complete a merger. In fact, before signing a merger acquisition, I thought the acquiring CEO, chief executive officer, ought to write a press release for two years in the future. That press release would say that, quote, our benefits and synergies were not as great as we expected and our cost of integrating the two organizations were greater than expected, so our earnings are below forecast, end quote. Doesn't it always happen that way? Does a CEO two years later ever say, nailed it, we came in under budget with greater benefits? I thought of that when thinking about Russia and Ukraine and Putin. If Putin had to report on the success or lack thereof of his invasion and was honest, he would have to say, well, that sucked. They did not roll over. The West saw the Ukrainians were fighting and came to their aid. We were not that good, and I'm not sure what to do now. I keep saying Putin needs an exit ramp, and so does President Macron of France. Zelensky says Macron told him recently to make a deal to end the conflict by giving up some of his territories in the East. 
Remember, Zelensky is the guy when we offered to evacuate him early in the war, his reply was, I need ammunition, not a ride. Zelensky told Macron and me, though he does not know I exist, quote, we are not ready to help someone to save something and lose our territories for it. Zelensky has guts. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.